So thank you guys again for joining in on the HBC News Podcast. This is our HBC Startup Series where we highlight various entrepreneurs that are across the country, uh, typically underrepresented founders that need more recognition across the U.S. Uh, today we have Tawana, uh, who's an author, and I'm very excited. She's actually joining on our HBC Marketplace and has a book that she wants to share with you all. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys again for joining in, and I'm going to turn it over to you, Tawana, to let people know a little bit about yourself and what you do. Thank you for having me on your show. Uh, my name is Tawana Haith. Um, I'm a writer. Um, the name of my book is Death Tangle, A Widow's Memoir of Survival, um, and I'm also an educator, and I'm an um, autis autistic parent, so I'm a parent of a special needs child. I have two boys, but um, mm -hmm. those are the things that I do every single day, every day. So, yes. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, thank you again. Uh, you know, for sharing more of your information and you know things like that, and you know about your book. But I guess uh, you know about your book, which I found interesting. Uh, you know, you're telling a little bit more about your life. A lot of people typically don't let people into the things that they go through uh, day to day. So, what kind of inspired you to you know want to tell more about your story and the things that you've gone through in life? Well, um, I. It was, I was 27 years old, and it was an unexpected uh, situation that happened. Uh, my husband, he went for a routine visit um, just for a stomach ache. Mm -hmm. And um, it turned out to be terminal cancer. And when we were going through the situation, well, when I, well, from my perspective, I was 27, 28. And usually these are things that happen to people, well, you would think that are, like, I, you know, much older. Right. Uh, we were basically newlyweds, and my son was a year and a half when it happened. So mm -hmm. I was looking for resources that I could not find. So mm -hmm. I just want to be a resource for, I want to be something for, something like I needed at that time, 12 years ago, 12, 13 years ago when it happened. Okay. That's interesting. So yeah, uh, definitely, like you're saying, that's very interesting perspective, you know, people dealing with, you know, various health issues at an early age. Especially, you know, a lot of things going on with, with this virus, you know, I guess, what are some of the things that you learned in that process, you know, dealing with the, you know, just the health and in, healthcare industry? And what are some things that you stumbled across that you had the, you know, fight, fight through to, uh, to, you know, better the situation? Well, um, one of the things that first comes to my mind, I remember, you know, well, you know, when you go, you get a job, or when you're starting a business, and you go on and you speak to um, the, the, dis, you know, your insurance provider about mm -hmm. disability and things like that. You just think, oh, all I have to do is just sign this paper and, you know, I'll be taken care of if something were to happen. But you're thinking at that age, like something's really going to happen. Um, but when he got sick, it really wasn't that easy. Um, we were um, canceled out of our disability um, because we couldn't pay. Uh, we had life insurance, but... Um, once they found out there was a part where you could pause your life insurance, I guess. But when they found out that he was terminally ill, they actually canceled it. They said we were three weeks late with our premium. So they did things like, you know, it was a lot of things I learned, but as far as with the hospital situation and the insurance, uh, when he went in, he was on his probationary period at his job. Mm. So we didn't necessarily have the health insurance right then. And right. they really rushed us out of the hospital. Um, it wasn't the best feeling. And um, through my research with the book, I also found out that um, hospitals have like a, undis they have a 
I don't want to call it a secret agreement with health insurance companies, but the, the charges that are the cost that we see, they're not necessarily the ones that they charge. Mm. So um, it was kind of disheartening to find out those things. And then the disparities that exist between black males and their counterparts when it comes to healthcare and how fast doctors find it right. in black males versus um, other races. Yeah. So those are some of the things um, I, ex well, I experienced all of those things, not knowing that that was what was happening. Hmm. Interesting. So, um, you know, diving a little bit more deep um, in terms of, you know, dealing with that, what, what are some things that, you know, I guess in the book that you wanted to shed light on, you know, you know, just some of that information, but what are some other things that you want to really just hone in that you want people to know about, you know, going through certain situations like this? Um, well, first, I want to start with the cover of my book. There's a rainbow mm -hmm. on the cover of the book. And it means, a, it means a few things to me. Um, the colors of the rainbow for me um, represent my personality in that process. Mm -hmm. And there were different parts of me that had to come out depending on whether we were in a hospital visit and I was having to be his voice because it turned from me being him being my voice to me being the voice of the family. Mm -hmm. um, and also when we think about how a rainbow goes from one side to the other, I want people to understand that, you know, if you can just get to the other side, most of the time it will work out for you. So don't give up. You have to be tenacious and relentless and just keep pushing forward. Um, inside of the book, I want, as people read it, I want people to understand that um, it's not just about um, losing a spouse. It could be right now people are losing their businesses. Right. They're losing their homes you're disconnected from your families, but in the end, it, it will be okay. Either way, I have a view of things that it will be okay, You just, but you have to persevere, you cannot stop. So I think that the book is good right now for the times that we go through, though it concentrates on the lo a loss of a loved one. It talked about, how, it speaks on how I created my own definition of what, it, what I wanted my life to look like during and after the process. Hmm. Great, great. I like that a lot. Um, you know, definitely keeping the faith and kind of tying, tying that to a little bit what I've, I've been seeing now, uh, reading some reports, you know, even like the death toll and then, uh, well, kind of like suicide watch right now. A lot of people, like you're saying, losing their jobs. So today a report came out about over 3.6 Americans have lost their, you know, lost their jobs and they file for unemployment. This is the largest time in America someone had, that this many people have you know, file for unemployment at one time in, in a week. Uh, so it's very alarming. You know, what are some things that I guess um, financially from your experience of, you know, dealing with different things and, you know, having to navigate costs, especially with healthcare, it's so expensive, like you're saying, you know, what are some things and tips and financial things you would like to, you know, tell people to kind of get through this, you know, kind of trouble, trouble times right now in the world? Well, um, putting together what I experience and like where I am at this point when it comes to healthcare and things of that nature. Um, it's not always as simple as, you know, people, I hear people say, Oh, just go to the healthcare marketplace and, you know, just get you some healthcare. Well, right now people don't have the money to do that. And so mm -hmm. it, for me, even then it required a lot of research and just connecting with different people 
um, I'll take it even as far as when we had, we had a mortgage at the time. Mm -hmm. And um, that was during the 2008 real estate, like not boom in a great way. <laughs> and we had found out that we were um, victims of predatory lending. Mm -hmm. And so um, even though he was sick, I worked with um, somebody in, in the state. At the time I was living in North Carolina because I'm originally from Greensboro. Okay. So yeah, so um, I worked with someone in the state and uh, we wrote letters and everything to the lender and we were able to get get it adjusted and hmm. get it in the way in which we needed it. So it goes back to once again the rainbow. You may start in one place, but you just gotta you gotta you gotta have a voice and it caused me to it, this this time in our life caught requires courage and being able to speak up and maybe go against the grain on a few things in order to get the things that we need. So that's my suggestions as far as healthcare and things like that. I, I can't really give specific tips because everybody's situation is so right. different. Um, but, you know, that's basically all I have to say with, in regards to that. You just have to keep working at it and chipping away with it. And you, well, from my experience, I guess it's my personality. Eventually, somebody's going to take notice and they're going to, when they see that you're a genuine person, they're going to reach out and really want to help you. Okay. Well, that's great. And I, I like the fact that you guys took initiative and actually did your research and found out a lot of stuff. A lot of people didn't find out about that stuff, you know, years later when reports were coming out that, you know, there was a lot of predatory lending that was going on between, you know, 2006 and 2008. So that's awesome that you guys were uh, ahead of the curve. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for my, uh, for my next question, I, I have some people in my family that have, you know, some disabilities as well. How has it been for you as a mother and you know in your book in your book i wonder if you you know touch on this too i haven't got a copy yet but uh what how has that experience been you know you know being dealing with two young sons dealing with two young sons but then also dealing with one son that actually has a disability and you know how has that been um it's been a whirlwind of emotion um mm -hmm. it's caused the partially caused the end of my second marriage. Um, it has, um, but it all hasn't been bad. It's taught mm -hmm. me tolerance and acceptance. Um, and even as an educator, um, I take all these tools into my classroom. So I have an unconventional way of teaching. Mm. And so when it comes to, now I must say before, my I realized that my son was autistic you know you kind of like well that child doesn't know how to act they need to go sit down you know you think it's just that simple mm -hmm. but it's caused me to really slow my roll and really evaluate the situation um I've met a lot of interesting people um but I have experienced um some adverse situations um with the experience of being an autistic parent. Mm -hmm. um, just in the last few months, there was a situation in a hospital we went into and um, I happened to step out of the room. My son was having to get, he had gone through several surgeries with his ears mm -hmm. and um, I had to step out of the room and I was running to the restroom and the nurse, the actual nurse that was helping us, she had some very nasty things to say in regards to my son's experience and just autistic children as a whole. But she didn't know that anyone was standing there. Mm -hmm. 
And yeah, so special needs parents go through a lot. I wrote an article on LinkedIn about it, even during this time, you know, they talk about social distancing. Right. That's honestly something that special needs parents have been going through for, for God knows how long. Mm. Um, where you find more comfort in your home away from the common population because of either the ignorance or the miseducation right. of the majority of the people around you. Um, and not everybody, I even had to build up the tenacity and the strength to ignore and continue on and work with my son. Mm -hmm. uh, so even during these times, I just say to parents that, are special, that have special needs children, just stay the course and try to silence the unnecessary noise around you. Mm, I like that. That's very powerful. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. So I, I think that's very great that you're saying too, especially for the education piece and, you know, uh, you know, even the type of learning environments, right? Like we have, you're an educator, we have a lot of kids and, you know, just even, you know, that quote unquote average or whatever America wants to say in terms of what's normal. I don't think anyone's normal. Everyone's different, but, uh, but, you know, how do you keep, uh, you know, elementary school kids engaged online? Like we never had a situation where everything had to go online. And like, now there's all these online learning, learning management systems, zoom, like we're doing now, like, you know, what's your perspective in terms of the education field going forward in like in America with, in this crisis? Like, I think it's not going to be the same anymore. Well, it's funny that you say that my mother and I, uh, we've been talking about this, like she, my mother is very uh, prophetic in her approach with, you know, and how she views things. And we were just talking about how nothing, nothing is ever going to be the same. We'll never have a comfort level like we we have, like just walking into a store or a restaurant and just sitting down. We'll always be concerned with something related to this time in our life. But as far as education is concerned, um, we I used to teach in Atlanta, in a county outside of Atlanta. And it was about two years ago, we had a hurricane, tornado situation. We were out for a week. And we did independent learning online hmm. and um, it, and I homeschooled my oldest son already. Okay. So he's been, we've been doing this for a while. Um, I think that there are some benefits to it right now. I know that it's hard for a lot of people, you know, their jobs have been lost or have been minimized or all this, but right now it forces you in a nice way or however people want to think about it to reconnect with the things that are important. Mm. And for me personally, when it comes to online learning and as an educator, I didn't have children for other people to pour their morals and values into them. Mm. I had them so that I could mold my child primarily with the help of others. It shouldn't be the other way around. I don't feel, but I think that this is the way of the world. We will, we will always have a brick and mortar school, I do believe, mm -hmm. but it's forcing teachers to become more technologically savvy mm -hmm. and be creative. I did a Zoom with some of my kids earlier today where I had to learn how to split the screen. Okay. And um, I, read a, uh, I, was re I read a good book. Um, actually, she's an Aggie alumni. She has a book out called Homecoming. It's a children's book. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah, it is so good. So um, I had to split the screen. I was learning how to split the screen and show the inter internet version, the Amazon version of it, while I was reading to my children and then, like, shrinking the screen back and having conversations with them. So it's causing all of us to grow in a great direction. Um, it just causes, and it's, it's forcing us to think outside the box about 
um, new businesses we could be starting. Mm -hmm. uh, there's going to be a lot of new businesses um, that are going to come out of this. So I think that it, I think that it's going to be something we, that we're going to just continue to see. It's going to flourish in education wise. Right, right. Great. Yeah. It's kind of like one of the things I'm working on right now. I got to finish over like the next week. Like a lot of kids that, you know, necessarily probably didn't have like that are in high school that didn't have like some of the best SAT or ACT scores and maybe they didn't take it. And now they're trying to get into a school, you know, mm -hmm. where's the recruitment aspect of terms of education and, you know, going to that next level. So that's very, been very interesting. So I'm trying to create like a virtual expo to connect recruiters to high school students. So it's pretty that's tough, cool. but, um, but yeah, so like everything, like I, I completely agree with you. Everything's just going to change. And I think it just actually lets us know how much a lot of stuff, can be done from home and then also uh a lot of a lot more opportunities to create and how people can really you know step up and be better in terms of technology and also i think it's great for the environment like a lot of people aren't traveling wasting gas and putting extra carbon emissions into the earth exactly. so i definitely think i definitely see the good and i see the bad but it's been a lot of good that i've actually seen more so just taking it all in but uh but yeah so what um what would you say uh, in terms of the relationship aspect you were you I think you I kind of you kind of touched on some of the stuff I was reading on your book. What's some of the relationship, I guess, advice in terms of, you know, going through, you know, uh, difficult times that you really learned uh, that you would like, you know, more young people to know about? In regards to the book relationship wise, um, it was um, there were a lot of twists and turns the situation didn't end up um, like most people would think. Um, but during the duration of the process, um, we had established a true friendship um, before when we first met, um, he was a truck driver. And so I rode with him for months on end. So it was just he and I. Mm. And so we were able to establish a deep connection beyond before it ever went you know to the marriage level we were truly friends and it caused it helped us to sustain longer mm. when we got to a tough period so as far as relationships are concerned um i i caution people to can I'm a, I'm a true believer of me liking you more than i love you because love is a cyclical thing mm. we're being in love is anyway so you go in and out of that process all the time whether people want to admit it or not they go in and out of the process but when you truly like someone it helps you to endure that time when you're out of the process hmm. so it's just still a thing of relationships are a marathon and not a race hmm. so you're not gonna you know you're not gonna get to this thing qu quickly and and whatever you're going you're gonna have to keep pacing yourself and going from there so it's just a thing of um, remaining true to who you are, um, having the, you know, establishing goals with one another, um, and still being an individual in your own right, and keeping things first. You have to be able to prioritize, because a lot of time in relationships, friendships, business relationships, marriages, where we lose our way is when we forget about the important things in life. Hmm. So we go kind of off the deep end. Definitely agree that that's good. So you guys heard it, heard it from her first, uh, you know, build that friendship, you know, during those tough times, you know, at first, I think that's good too. Cause a lot of people tend to 
jump fully in or, you know, head up, head over heels at first, and then they end up getting... Don't get me wrong. You, you can't always control how you truly feel. Mm-hmm. But you have to keep in mind, you you know, it's like building a house. You just, just think about you slamming the house on the ground and there's no foundation. It's, it's going to fall apart eventually after all the tornadoes and then the sun and all these things come. You're, the house is not going to be that well built. So mm-hmm. it is important, though, you may feel how you feel slowly. To You need to slowly build the rest of it underneath so that when all these things come good and bad, um, and even in your own relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, in the book, I had it, it made the situation forced me to evaluate who I was on all levels. Um, my my spirituality, my belief in God. I had been, you know, baptized and all that stuff, but I really didn't know what it meant. Mm. Until I got into that situation, and I really learned who He was to me, how much I meant to myself, um, and that it caused me. Though all that together caused me to grow up and kind of knock off the rough ends that I, you know, once had. Mm. I like that. Well, yeah, this has been great. I want to, I want you to tell a little bit more like about, you know, how people can, you know, get the book, any other like things you have going on in 2020 that you want to welcome them in on, how they can follow, follow you in your journey. And then uh, where they can follow you, you know, online on social media to stay connected. Uh, so yeah, feel free to share that information. Well, you can find me on Instagram at Tawana Hay. So it's T-A-W-A-N-A-H-A-I-T-H. No spaces, no dots or anything. And then I'm on Facebook um, at Tawana Hay as well. Um, and then I'm on LinkedIn, Tawana Empowers. Um, so you can find me on any of those. As far as new projects I have, I have a, a spinoff of my adult book. It's a children's book. It's geared towards sixth to eighth grade level kids. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's from the aspect of the child. It's the, same, okay. it's the same characters. Well, mine was true, but this is a, a fiction version of it. But it's from the eyes of the child and his thoughts and his relationship with his father and how it progressed uh, from him being the strong force in his life to the son realizing basically that he had also what he needed in order to endure after um, after the storm, I guess is the best way to put it. So it's called Strong Angels and it'll be out before the end of this year, working on it now. Oh, awesome, awesome, I like that. And then you, uh, they can get your book, you have a direct website too, I believe, right? Um, my website, I brought it down because we're working on it, but you can okay. get the book on Amazon.com and HBCU Startups. <laughs> um, and um, so, and they can also reach out to me on uh, Facebook uh, if they join or LinkedIn, and um, they can get it there if they can't seem to get it either place. So you just type in Death Tangle and at A Widow's Memoir of Survival, and it should come up. But yeah, they can reach me um, personally too, and I can get it to them as well okay awesome uh well yeah this has been a pleasure we definitely got to do it again we'll follow up Uh, i'm gonna actually probably have some conversations too probably a webinar with all the different new authors that have came on our marketplace so you guys can connect i think it's authors support authors uh you know connect them just business owners in general supporting other business owners and see what they do with some great authors and also you went to north carolina a&t as well 
I didn't go. I'm just from Grand Point. My family, uh, my uncles went to uh, A and T. My mom, my aunt went to Bennett. Um, oh, okay. so, yeah, and they. But I grew up there. Um, well, I left before I went to high school, so I didn't get a chance to go to Dudley. But all my family went to Dudley. Oh wow! Oh, another story. Wow. But yes, I'm from Greensboro, over in Dudley Heights. Okay, awesome, awesome. Yeah, so yeah, I went to North Carolina A&T, so you know my background and all that. Okay. And, uh, my family's mainly from Fayetteville and then from uh, Charlotte in North Carolina. Okay, well, that's where I live now. I live in Charlotte now. Okay, yeah, awesome, awesome. So yeah, I'm in California now. I grew up here, born and raised, but those are my mom's side roots that are all from North Carolina. Oh, so, okay, cool. So yeah, awesome. Uh, but yeah, this has been great. Uh, We'll, we'll work on this and you guys thank you guys again follow Tawana she's awesome this is a great story this is real life this is like a this is what people go through like every day and you guys stay strong out there throughout this virus stay safe uh stay clean uh thank you guys as you guys know it's the HBCU News Podcast you can follow us and subscribe at HBCU News on any podcast platform we are on there so Apple Podcasts Spotify Google Podcasts etc um but yeah thank you Tawana it's been great and wishing you the best all right, thank you. Have a good evening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Have a great night.